to the Paul McGuire Report, wherever you are across the globe, wherever you are in the United States of America. And if you happen to be part of that elite view, the globalist elite, the elite or a significant percentage of them are moving to places like New Zealand. New Zealand especially, because it's like paradise on Earth. One particular researcher called New Zealand uh, like a paradise on Earth. I remember this was about, I don't know, 12 years ago, approximately. And I remember about 12 years ago having a private discussion with somebody who was uh, somewhat high up in the entertainment business, in the creative end. And uh, this person uh, knew James Cameron, and this person's name will remain anonymous. But I remember this particular individual because I expressed interest in, in uh, Cameron's name came up, which is not unusual because he's like a, a superstar director. And uh, I guess I asked the question for no particular reason, except that I was probably curious. And I wanted to know, you know, something about Cameron's life. And the, the reality that Cameron had moved part of his uh, operation to New Zealand came up and that he had built a massive farm, uh, organic foods, uh, breeding his own cattle and stuff. and. I'm looking at pictures of the various houses owned by multi-multi-millionaires and billionaires who have all, in, in recent times, uh, decided to move to uh, New Zealand. And what's interesting is, now, Vogue magazine, which many of you are familiar with, Probably most of you ladies are familiar with Vogue magazine. Vogue magazine, you know, its, it's primary uh, venue is doing stories about the wealthy and the famous and the beautiful, you know, stories that are fashion-oriented, beauty-oriented, culture-oriented, shopping-oriented, and things of that nature. And I would guess that their readership is somewhat uh, elite or or you know, people who want to be elite or pretend to be elite, because I'm looking at the advertisers <laughs> in, in this article, uh, like a Tiffany and Company, you know, famous retailer and seller of legendary diamonds, it says, since 1837. Now, uh, <clears throat> I've been at Tiffany's in, in Manhattan a number of times. No, no, not because I have the bucks to be able to afford. Tiffany jewelry, because I don't. But, you know, I like to look around and explore. I have never had a particular fun. It's not fineness. I just like jewelry turns some people on. It doesn't turn me on. It really never has. And it's not because I have some virtuous streak in me. It just doesn't do much for me. I mean, I like emeralds, I'll say that. Uh, but I saw this movie, Blood Diamonds, and it was pretty hard after watching Blood Diamonds to have any, you know, affinity towards the diamond business. Because in the movie Blood Diamonds, it was the capitalist overlords from Britain and elsewhere were exploiting the, the native culture in, uh, I believe it was Africa, 
and uh, they were dying and being massacred because these radical Marxist revolutionaries were also coming in and abducting their young boys and brainwashing the, the young boys at a very early age. I'm talking about, you know, seven years old or, or, or younger, and just indoctrinating them in violent, radical Marxism to such a degree that it's, it's depicted in the movie, to such a degree that they actually hate their parents and their sisters and brothers and are willing to kill them for the Marxist revolution. So you have that dynamic going on. And then uh, you have the, the precious diamonds that are uncovered there and, and brought to market and sold in Western nations around the world. So that, not that I had any particular, you know, I wasn't in love with diamonds to begin with. What's that advertising expression? It goes way back. Diamonds are a girl's best friend. Well, first of all, I'm not a girl. <laughs> Second of all, any interest I had in diamonds uh, wasn't uh, long-lasting. So I want to read you the, the, the title of Vogue magazine. Now, remember, Vogue magazine is a very, you know, like I said, it's, it's, it's an elitist or an elitist wannabe magazine. It's not like uh, uh, some conspiracy magazine. So we're going to look at this in just a nanosecond. You're listening to the Paul McGuire Report on Paul McGuire. Wake up and smell the coffee um, and wake up. And in your awakeness, I'm not talking about wokeness. Being woke is a, is a counterfeit of being spiritually awake. We'll be back in a moment. Visit paulmcguire.us. That's right. You're listening to the Paul McGuire Report. So the title of the Vogue magazine article, it's a big article, The Remote New Zealand Paradise Where, billionaire, where Billionaires Are Prepping for the End of the World by Nadine Jolie Courtney. And uh, it, it shows the, and it's really beautiful, I must admit. It's beautiful. It does look like paradise. I'm looking at a picture of Alina Bay Lodge on the coast. So this article, Vogue magazine, it says in the opening paragraph, In these uncertain times, it's no wonder that more than a half of Silicon Valley's billionaires have reportedly begun various stages of doomsday prep. So everybody makes fun of the preppers, uh, especially conservative Christian preppers. Everybody, the mainstream media makes fun of them and mocks them. But the reality is the people who have access to privileged information and unlimited wealth, they're, uh, they're involved in a modern exodus fleeing from America and other, you know, heavy population centers. And they are prepping for doomsday, but their their budget is, you know, they have a sky-high budget. So it's luxury. You could call it luxury doomsday prepping. And uh, for regular people, you know, to plan to survive the apocalypse, we're talking about getting some solar panels and food and, you know, stuff like that. And to, to protect ourselves, batteries, backup water supply, purified water, and all kinds of things. But to these high rollers, to the 1%, many of them have uh, dual citizenship to uh, New Zealand, and they own multi-thousand acre lots. I mean, think, I mean, I think of Southern California, where we broadcast from, and land is so expensive that, that 
if you have any acreage at all, it's it's modest unless you're, you know, a real high roller. But the idea of multi-thousand acre lots uh, located on the most prestigious area, the remote country's stunning North Island area of New Zealand. And, you know, you see the beautiful green hills, the, the, the sweeping views of the ocean, the organic farm-to-table food, the private wine vineyards that are grown on, on the properties. And so you have billionaires like Peter Thiel, you know, computer billionaire, uh, James Cameron. I don't know what he's worth. He's worth a lot. Julian Robertson. Uh, they're all buying massive acreages and farms, and they have a very beautiful, picturesque, but giant oceanfront glass homes that overlook the ocean. And uh, there are five-star luxury lodges in the area. But it's not, it's, this is not like open, this is not a welcoming place to the general public. This is where the elite want to get away from it all. And it's a place to hide. Uh, in underground bunkers, if need be, should the, the apocalypse come. So there's a, a tremendous amount of people moving uh, to this area, and they have been moving there for, well, to my knowledge, for the last 15, 18 years or more. And I'm looking at these homes, and they're just breathtaking. Um, so you have these things like uh, sunset paradise and surfing and uh, uh, incredible wealth uh, with tennis courts and uh, massive swimming pools and private game fishing and scuba diving, boar hunting and, and a destination spa and private beaches for the elite. Uh, and then you have... Uh, Russian billion now Russian as you know Russian billionaires don't ask where they get their money from but I've out of curiosity I've looked at the yachts on the internet the yachts owned by some of the Russian billionaires there's no really way to describe the interior or the exterior of the these the elite and their yachts especially the Russian billionaire yachts they're like a super modern science fiction tweaked uh Super boats with multiple swimming pools, helicopters, private submarines, and uh, a decor that could be very modern and tasteful or, or traditionally elegant. So these Russian billionaire super yachts have the uh, the uh, elegance of the uh, you know Titanic, but except they're not sinking, and they probably will never sink because they've got all kinds of safeguards. And if you did start to sink, you'd just fly off in one of your multiple private helicopters. So this is a different world, and I'm looking at it, and it is, of course, gorgeous. And this is where these people are prepping, because they take it seriously uh, that the system could crash, social unrest could occur, and they want to be quadrant off. They want to have a remote place to themselves. So this is not, uh, you know, uh, a side topic. This is a growing trend among the super wealthy, the globalist elite, uh, the billionaire class, trillionaire class, etc. So they're moving into places like Hawaii, 
which there's a airport there, some kind of military or naval base there, and supposedly underground bunker areas, not to mention the underground bunker areas specifically built by the elite who are moving towards Kauai. Now, uh, many of the real estate investors are calling Kauai the next it place uh, to go for prepping and survival. So many super millionaires, billionaires, trillionaires are moving there and buying massive lots of land, uh, huge, spectacular coastal front properties. I mean, these things are luxurious. And then you read about a uh, a very elite uh, luxury underground residences called Apididum or Apidum. And they're luxury underground residences where the ultra-wealthy plan on living out the end of the world, which is the title of an article uh, talking about it by Emma Reynolds. And uh, you look at the pictures and the the large, spacious, luxurious is an understatement. I mean, these are massive. They look like architectural masterpieces and museums, but highly contemporary with with rooms filled with modern art, sculpture, and chandeliers, and you know, this stuff is like off the top. But what it is is a massive, uh, a massive uh, indoor paradise for the elite to sur- to theoretically survive the apocalypse. So it, it has built into it beautiful spas, uh, indoor gardens with fake skies, you know, computer-generated skies that that don't make you feel like you're living in a bunker; that you're living in an artificial reality outside. And uh, you have uh, art galleries, wine cellars, multiple car garages, movie theaters, secure meeting rooms, gyms, uh, fitness pools that can be filled with salt water or fresh water, suited for your particular body temperature, high-specification exercise machines, uh, art galleries that have the same standards as bank vaults, because art, of course, is, is priceless. And uh, they have special fire protection, ventilation, temperature, and humidity control systems, along with special lighting. So when you see these pictures, it's unlike anything you could imagine in terms of luxury and opulence and, and just, you know, it's hard to describe. And these particular ultra-luxury uh, underground residences draw from a super wealthy client base located in America, Europe, and draws in the super wealthy from all over the world. And they could come there with their families, their wives, or whatever. And it's large. I mean, this is this is these are not small. Uh, these are not small things. So these. And the entry-level underground residences start at $10 million. But if you go for the big uh, 
uh, they call it La Heritage model. They, they start at $100 million for a residence, depending upon what kind of amenities you want, security you want, et cetera, et cetera. So people from all over the world that have lots of bucks are coming here and living here or having dual uh, uh, residences. And, uh, you know, so this is this you, you would never know it from the mainstream media. Of course, I'm reading to you from mainstream media, but this isn't on your you're not going to see this on Fox News or CNN and stuff. The masses of people don't really know about this. Only the uh, only the uh, super elite or super wealthy know about this. And then you have another trend in in ultra elite prepping. But the critical thing is these trends are multiplying. And let me just give you an example. Um, Zuckerberg, Mark Zuckerberg, the head of Facebook, allegedly, according to a number of independent media people, um, Zuckerberg has built a, a large estate mansion on the island of Kauai, which is near Hawaii. And uh, this, this, uh, Massive estate is surrounded by these giant dome-like buildings where inside of the buildings, and some of them are supposed to be the size of football fields, they're digging out masses of amounts of dirt, and they're constructing a massive underground tunnel network, and these tunnels are interconnected to other tunnels under the ground. And um, then there's the... the, uh, Reports of a secret submarine base. Um, the supposed 20-foot combat robots or combat androids. The tremendous number of weaponized drones, you know, patrolling the beach, patrolling the estate. Uh, so what, what, what in just, uh, in just the last number of years or in the last year or so, there have been 20 well-known super billionaires who have built or already built underground bunkers in Kauai. That's 20 super billionaires. Now, that's just the ones that we know about. We don't know about the super billionaires that are buying expensive real estate, etc., through various front companies. And you have this again exodus of the elite fleeing um, to to live in like palaces palaces that are designed to withstand the apocalypse or so the question is what are these people just you know guilty of the herd mentality the mob mentality it's just irrational fear or panic set in or do they have at their disposal statistics data and research which reveal to them in advance that there's going to be uh, events happening, chaos, um, massive social upheaval, riots, you know, criminal activity, and a general disintegration of society in America and elsewhere in the world. Or is it bigger than that? Is there some other threat that we don't know about that, that they want to hedge their bets 
like you know a, a potential nuclear exchange with China or some other nation, or a terrorist strike against America involving radiological weapons, weapons of mass destruction, biological warfare, pandemics, chemical warfare, all of these things, we don't know what they know, but whatever they know appears to have motivated them to to take radical steps in preserving their survival. Now, you know, that this is going on, it's a reality. And I just I just did a tip of the iceberg. I could go down uh, a couple of degrees and show you the more modest but yet large underground bases. Not, not I didn't even mention the large underground military bases that are all over the world. I wrote about it in one of my earlier books. I think I wrote about it in my book Countdown to Armageddon, which I wrote about a long, long time ago. Yeah, I did, and I, I, I wrote about the massive underground cities that Russia built. And, and right now, as we speak, and, and during consecutively, the Russian government has been building massive underground bunkers, underground bunkers, massive underground cities to protect not only its elite, but to protect its average citizens. So if a worst case scenario happens, like a nuclear war breaks out or some kind of thing of that nature, their people, because they understand that keeping their population alive and well is essential to winning a long-term military victory. But our politicians on both the left and right haven't even raised a whisper of allocating funds to protecting Americans from this kind of thing. So why is it that Russia, basically a communist state, is building bunkers for, for their citizens and has been for decades? And our government has built nothing for the average person, only bunkers and super bunkers for the political elite, the globalist elite, the financial elite, the people that are at the top of the pyramid, so to speak. I mean, what is wrong with that picture? You're listening to the Paul McGuire Report. When we come back, I'm going to just read you a brief paragraph from what I wrote uh, a long time back about these massive underground cities built in Russia and other places. You're listening to the Paul McGuire Report. Visit paulmcguire.us. This is Paul McGuire. You're listening to the Paul McGuire Report. So behind me in the studio, I grabbed myself a copy of my book, A Prophecy of the Future of America, Volume 1. And then there's A Prophecy of the Future of America, Volume 2. So this book, A Prophecy of the Future of America, uh, is a copyright of 2013. And uh, I predicted the riots in the cities that came in the book. There's many things that I predicted in the book that have happened, and some are happening now. So, uh, and that was because I do my homework and I do uh, intensive research. Okay, so, chapter 13, the Illuminati plan to usher in a global catastrophe. So, I talk about the Illuminati had a plan long ago to use science, technology, and I'm reading from my book, and their advanced knowledge about natural catastrophic events that are going to happen as a way to kill off over six and one-half billion people on planet Earth. Remember the Georgia Guidestones that laid out their plan. I think they blew them up recently. But one of the things that's said in their plan, carved into the, the stones, was they wanted to reduce 
the population of planet Earth by six and a half billion people and uh, only leave 500 million people left alive. Now, continuing from Prophecy of the Future of America, I write, quote, the elites have developed an elaborate plan to hide in massive cities and palatial bunkers deep underground. Okay, this was written in 2000, uh, 2013. I just read you what the elites are doing in mainstream magazines, okay? They, and I wrote in 2013 in A Prophecy of the Future of America, the elites have developed an elaborate plan to hide in massive cities and palatial bunkers deep underground. I was looking at pictures of it that are capable of withstanding nuclear, biological, and chemical weapons, along with at least some natural cataclysms. And I continue on explaining to you, uh, well, let me pick it up here in, in my book. Um, they, they believe in a planetary cleansing. And I write, supposedly one of these underground cities is under the Denver airport. I, I believe there's something under the Denver airport, definitely. Um, just look at the ominous artwork all over the, the Denver airport. Obviously, it is very hard to pr pr prove without a doubt that such an underground city exists. But if you look at the terrifying artwork with its occult and death-like symbols that prominently ordains the public part of the Denver airport, it seems to spell out clear, uh, clearly what they have in mind. The Illuminati and scientific elite could use already existing weather modification weapons, weapons to generate earthquakes, floods, tsunamis, volcanic inter uh, eruptions, hurricanes, tornadoes, etc. In addition to the initial effect, the secondary effect would be mass food shortages, disease, uh, disease outbreaks, water shortages, riots, wars, and total anarchy, all leading to mass death. However, the ultimate weapon is regional or global thermonuclear war. And then I continue on talking about different nations, Russia and China. Okay, again, from my book, A Prophecy of the Future of America. If you think that all of this is just apocalyptic paranoia, consider the fact that, most, that the most powerful nations in the world, like the United States, Russia, and China, have already prepared for such a doomsday scenario. The United States, in the United States, there are numerous massive underground cities buried deep in caves and under mountains that are designed to help the elite survive in an all-out nuclear war, biological war, asteroid impact, or other disasters. These same giant underground installations, the size of cities, can be found in underground Russia, China, and other areas of the world. Reportedly, Russia has, a, has vast shelters that can store food, including 326, 326 million tons of grain, and their military may have another 80 million tons of grain, other food, oil, diesel fuel, and gold. 2,000 years before the world's most powerful nations began building vast underground cities and underground military bases in order to survive a global thermonuclear war on an Armageddon-style conflict, the Apostle John had a supernatural vision where he was imprisoned on the island of Patmos, and in that vision he wrote, quote, and the stars of heaven fell onto the earth, even as a fig casteth her untimely figs, when she is taken, when, when she is shaken of a mighty wind. And the heaven departed as a scroll, when it is rolled together, and every mountain and island were moved out of their places. And the kings of the earth and the great men, that means the wealthy and the elite, the rich men, 
obviously, the wealthy and the elite, and the chief captains and the mighty men, and every bondman and every free man hid themselves in the dens and in the rocks of the mountains. That means the dens are the caves, underground bunkers, cities, and said to the mountains and rocks, Fall on us and hide us from the face of him that sitteth on the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb. For the great day of his wrath is come, and who shall be able to stand? Um, okay, so that looks like a depiction where it says the sky rolled up like a scroll. That's like a, a nuclear bomb going off. Then it says later on in Revelation, the kings of the earth and the great men and the rich men and chief captains and the mighty men and every bondman and every free man, quote, have hid themselves in the dens and in the rocks of the mountains. Okay, the, the, the global underground bunkers and underground cities. So in my same book, oh, I have a chapter right after that, The Coming Riots in the Streets. This played out in front of your television sets for month after month after month after month. Fires, writings, shootings, race riots in the streets of America. And then uh, I talk about, very importantly, oh, I list a name, the names and uh, uh, information in a chapter from my book, A Prophecy of the Future of America. So let me read you some of the chapters. Secret military underground bases around the globe. Although the majority of these secret military and underground bases are classified, there exists enough evidence to give us some idea of the magnitude of what is being built by governments and militaries around the world. And then I go into far more detail about these underground military bases. And I name some of them. Mount Weather Emergency Operations Center, which is near Washington, D.C., and the elite and the top dogs in Washington, D.C. can get there by train if they're attacked by a natural disaster. The Cheyenne Mountain Complex, you've seen it. The exterior was in the movie 2012. It's located near Colorado Springs, Colorado. And the Cheyenne Mountain Complex, the underground complex, can withstand, can withstand a hit from a five-megaton nuclear explosion up to two miles away. And I talk more about NORAD, the North American Aerospace Defense Command. Then I talk about another underground facility called Raven Rock, uh, built in a resort town. The construction began way back in 1950. Then I talk about, with more detail, about the Denver International Airport. Then I talk about the Salvabard Global Seed Vault in the remote Arctic in Norway, 810 miles from the North Pole. And that, that, that stores deep underground all the original seeds before they were genetically modified organisms where they can't reproduce. The seeds they have now are deliberately sterilized, so it makes poor people dependent on continually coming back to buy seeds. But God's seeds, because God owns the patent uh, on, on normal seeds, they reproduce anytime you put them in the soil and water the ground. They're free. This is criminal behavior on the part of the elite to cause mass starvation. And then the Musco, the massive Swedish underground naval base built underneath a mountain. It includes docks, repair factories, dining rooms, living quarters, and the hospital deep underground, has 1,000 beds. Then there's the Moscow 
metro underground cities and a massive network of rail lines deep in the subways of Moscow, there is something more than a mass transit system. Going back before the Cold War and begun by Stalin, there is a large subterranean system of secret trains and bunkers beneath Moscow. In 1991, the United States Department of Defense released a report which indicated that this underground facility was built to evacuate the leaders into the deep underground military command centers. And then we have the Shanghai complex. And that was featured in in the the, uh, 2006 article in the Shanghai Morning Post. It's a highly secretive Shanghai complex that was supposedly completed in 2006 and contains a million-square-foot bunker that will house 200,000 people and can withstand a nuclear bunker. Then we have the private giant underground bunkers, like like Zuckerberg has, and like the the Scientologist superstar actor Tom Cruise has. He built a $10 million bunker beneath his private Telluride, Colorado mansion in preparation for the end of the world. Then Scientology has what's called its Scientology Trementia base. The base is located, I've seen aerial photographs of it, the base is located deep underground in the New Mexico desert underneath the mountain. Visible from the air are two Scientology symbols. The base was built to allow Scientologists to survive a nuclear holocaust. The symbols on the desert floor are supposedly to help guide Scientologists returning to Earth, sometimes, sometime after they have evacuated the planet in some kind of starship in order to escape Armageddon. The Scientology base is built to withstand the blast of a hydrogen bomb and is secured by three 5,000-pound stainless steel doors. It is located several hours north of Roswell, where the supposed 1947 UFO crash occurred. So, you know, when you go through books like my book, uh, Prophecy of the Future of America, and the other books, the amount of predictions based on fact that have come true is staggering, okay? It's staggering, and it comes by the grace of God and doing my homework. I have another chapter in A Prophecy of the Future of America, Illuminati Plan, Underground Cities and Operation Doomsday, where I talk about the Georgia tombstones and how, before they blew it up, it said blatantly on the Georgia's tombstones that their plan is to Reduce the Earth's population down to a mere 500 million people. And how are they going to do that? Well, look around you. What's causing people to drop dead in unprecedented numbers? You see, it's important to know all of these things. It's important to communicate these facts to as many people as possible. That's why when we educate people, we pass on knowledge. It's a it's a essential step in, in pre-evangelism, in apologetics. In communicating a biblical worldview and ultimately leading to pe- people to Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. And I need your help in doing that. So again, I urge you and exhort you as your brother in Christ to pray and ask God what you could give and donate, and whatever the Lord puts on your heart to donate, simply obey the voice of the Lord. And be a prayer warrior for me and the people involved in this ministry and the ministry. And thank you for signing up to our social media pages, because there's a rigging war going. And join our e-blast list. We, you know, your, your name is secure. We don't give it out to anybody ever at any time. 
And you can do all of that by going to paulmcguire.us. That's paulmcguire.us. This is Paul McGuire. We'll be back with more in just a moment. This is the Paul McGuire Report. I'm Paul McGuire. Okay, so, you know, hearing about all of the uh, billionaires, super wealthy, the globalist elite, and entire nations building massive bunkers, bunkers, luxury bunker bunkers, underground cities, so on and so forth, can be very dismaying to the average person because, you know, you ask yourself, well, how do, how, in light of that, um, how do I protect myself and my family as an individual, as a single person, as a divorced person, as a married person, whatever age category you're in, whatever situation you have, and everybody has different situations. So how do you protect yourself? Well, l- let's face it, the vast majority of the people can't come anywhere near spending that kind of money to buy you know, safety and security. So. The one thing that you have, which in my opinion is a game changer all the way, and I don't mean it in the sense of, you know, copping out and sloughing off responsibility, because you should use your God-given mind and be prepared uh, to whatever degree you can in tangible, physical ways. But then your ultimate trust, you have the Lord. And those aren't just words. That's truth. Now, I don't, I, you know, I don't know about the spiritual condition of all of these billionaires and trillionaires, but I don't hear any of them, to my knowledge, I could be wrong. I don't hear any of them, to my knowledge, speaking out on behalf of the Lord, speaking out on behalf of the Bible, the Word of God, Jesus Christ, the truth of God's word. I don't see them using their vast billions to make our world better. I see them lying about making our world better. They said, the globalist elite said what their goal was countless times in countless books at countless Bilderberg meetings and countless globalist elite meetings, World Economic Forum. World Health Organization, they have said over and over and over again ad nauseum what their game plan is. And you and I know that they are obsessed, pathologically obsessed, by erroneously perceiving that the biggest problem facing planet Earth is overpopulation. That overpopulation is the ultimate threat above all threats. And I explain factually how they developed that that delusional philosophy in my books, like The Greatest Battle for the Hearts and Minds of Mankind and the other books. I, I build upon it. I've been studying this, this area for 40 years at least. And it all goes back to uh, a philosophy that arose in Great Britain and England uh, by a guy who was once a clergyman his name was Malthu, and Malthu wrote some essays, and in the Malthusian philosophy, uh, he wrote, and this was written in the 1800s, he, he wrote in his essays that overpopulation or excessive population growth is mankind's greatest danger. 
Now, when he says that, and you've heard me say this before, when he says that, this philosopher Malthou, that the elites have gotten their seeds of their anti-human philosophy from, when he said that, right then and there, his opening statement is at odds with the Word of God, where God says, be fruitful and multiply. You see, they don't believe in God. They mock God. So their, their outcomes and projections are enormously distorted. Um, God did not create planet Earth as something that is not sustainable. God created planet Earth to be sustainable with populations that exceed the present level of population growth. That's why God said, be fruitful and multiply. He, he wants, because God is love, uh, as many people born as possible who he can bring with him into heaven. And, and if you're selfish, you don't understand that because you're walking in spiritual darkness. But if your heart is filled with the love of God, it's a no-brainer to figure out that God would want to bring as many people as possible into heaven. Now, they reject the reality and truthfulness of God, and they're, they're running with this totally self-centered philosophy of excessive population growth being the number one problem. So beginning with Malthus and all the other intellectuals and scientists um, like H.G. Wells and the Huxleys and Bertrand Russell, the famous atheist, all these guys and, and the people that came after them, they were all publicly atheists and humanists. They were militantly anti-Christian and militantly anti-population growth. But secretly and privately, the vast majority of them were very much involved in Satanism and the occult. And that's important to remember. So the entire philosophy of needing zero population growth is based on a massive lie and a massive falsehood. And uh, you just fly in a jet, a commercial jet, and you look down at the ground. And you look down at the ground and you see, this is not a scientific uh, poll, but when you're flying in a commercial jet anywhere in the United States, or even in Europe, and you look down from the heights of, of your jet travel out the window, except for massive city areas like, you know, Southern California, L.A., San Francisco, greater metropolitan New York City, Chicago and these other areas where for miles and miles you see nothing but massive real estate development and houses and office buildings. Those are the exceptions. But even in those exceptions, once you get out of the, the, the areas of metropolitan growth and urban sprawl, like let's take L.A., for example, not too far from where we're broadcasting. So we're in Los Angeles County. If you drive out of Los Angeles County in several different directions, you don't have to go that many miles until you're basically in areas of practically no population growth, no building structures, no houses. Or if there is a house, there's a little cabin or a house, you know, and maybe 10 miles down the road, there's another. It's just empty land, vacant land, mile after mile after mile. So with all this talk of population growth in the United States, 
When you fly over the United States of America and look down at the ground, it's empty. It doesn't have massive housing developments. It's just endless, empty acreage. And this is in state after state after state after state. And this could be replicated around the world. So, so what's, what's happening? Well, it's exposing the lie. The problem is not excessive population growth. The, the, the problem is criminal mismanagement and greed by corrupt, powerful individuals and corrupt governments that are siphoning off the resources of any given nation and, and corrupting the nation from within with things like drug trafficking and child sex trafficking and building up unnecessarily, you know, unnecessary military warfare machines and stuff like that. So planet Earth has plenty of space. And so what does that prove? It proves that God was right all, all along. That's why being fruitful and multiply, that God principle designed by the Creator, capital C, in the beginning, and then repeated to mankind after the Lord cleansed the earth of corrupted DNA with the flood of Noah. What did he say to Noah and his family as soon as they got out of Noah's ark and the floods began to subside? He repeated to Noah and his family the same thing he said to Adam and Eve, which was, and to creation, which was to be fruitful and multiply, to fill the earth and subdue it. So that's the principle of God, which is in direct clash with the delusionary and lying philosophies of man. And that's where we stand. Then the other thing is, notice that when the wealthy, the super wealthy, the globalist elite, the kings and queens of the earth that I read to you from the book of Revelation, when, when whatever is coming comes, including the second coming of Jesus Christ, along with the armies of heaven, when all this stuff comes, this wealthy elite, they know they're in rebellion to God. That's why they're running in deep into, to, to hide in the deep underground caves. They're running to hide in the cracks of the mountains, in the cracks of the rocks. They're, they're running to hide in their deep underground bunkers and cities because they're scared of the judgment that's to come, because they're not on the right side of this equation. You see, you wouldn't be running in fear from God and God's judgment if you were right with God, if you believed in God. You would be embracing the return of the Lord. But deep, deep inside, they know that they have violated the laws of God. And in many cases, the reason they were able to to accumulate their vast, vast wealth is through criminal activities, crime, greed, and inflicting unspeakable suffering upon innocent people and children all over planet Earth, and treating people like less than human, and abusing people in unspeakable manners, such as the unlawful spreading of deadly diseases, which cripples people's lives, shortens their lifespan, and destroys their their capacity to be all that God created them to be. They are what the Bible calls the wicked, and they know it. That's why they're going to hide in the cracks of the rocks, in the cracks of the mountain, in the caves. And, and they shout out, hide us from the, the Lamb that comes. They, they know who the Lamb of God is. They know it's Jesus Christ, and they're afraid of him because they're in rebellion from him. And not only are they in rebellion from him, and this is hard for some people to to, to intellectually understand, they have chosen with their wills to not only rebel from the true God, 
the Lord Jesus Christ, but they have chosen with their wills to ally themselves with Satan and Lucifer and the false prophet and the Antichrist and the global reset slash new world order. They're on the dark side. They know that. They're on the side of evil. They know that. And that's why they fear the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. They're petrified. And never forget that. Never forget that. That's the truth. Everything else, all the other stuff is just propaganda. So, above all, you and I have the privilege of trusting in God. And God, and and whatever our situation is, whatever our limited resources may be, the Lord will multiply our resources. The Lord will give us wisdom. The Lord will give us grace if we seek his face and if we trust in his promises. So as believers in Jesus Christ, we have the promises and the commitment of the word of God So, for example, perhaps one of the most important series of promises from God to us is found in Psalms 91. Safety at abiding in the presence of God, which tells us that God promises to keep us safe if we will abide in the presence of God. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Now, the reason it's called the secret place of the Most High is because most people and most religious people don't know how to enter into the secret place of the Most High, even though the pathway is clearly illuminated. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in Him will I trust. Well, these wealthy elites, the super rich, the kings and queens of the earth, they're going to try to make their own human salvation, their own human fortresses in underground bunkers and and, uh, bunkers under the earth and built into caves and other underground structures. But God's people, for the most part, will seek the refuge of the Lord, and it is the Lord that will be a fortress for those that love the Lord. My God, in him will I trust. Surely shall he deliver you from the snare of the fowler. Now, the snare of the fowler is the, the traps that are laid by Satan. Fowler laid traps to capture uh, birds and things of that nature. Surely he, he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. Perilous pestilence means diseases. He shall cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. You shall not be afraid by the terror by night, nor of the arrow that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side, and ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Only with your eyes you shall look and see the reward of the wicked. Because you have made the Lord, who is my refuge, even the Most High, your dwelling place, no evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over you, to keep you in all your ways. And in their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. You shall tread upon the lion and the cobra. Those are demonic powers. You have authority in Jesus Christ to trample over 
or tread upon the lion and the cobra, the young lion and the serpent you shall trample or take authority over underfoot. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name, for he shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. So this is a promise of protection uh, from the Lord, supernatural protection. And it's not like you're supposed to, you know, shut down your brain and just be completely irresponsible. But the bottom line is, the bottom line is you have the privilege of dwelling in the secret place of the Most High, and you can abide under the shadow of the Almighty, and you will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, in whom shall I trust? The, these billionaires and stuff, well, yeah, they're trusting in man. They're trusting in, in their enormous wealth. But, but look at what happens to them in the book of Revelation when, when the judgment of God comes upon the earth. All their money, all their wealth, all their secret underground bunkers and, and massive underground cities and um, moving to entire islands and nations to, to find safety, it's not going to be enough. They don't have, with all their billions of dollars, and in some cases trillions of dollars, they don't have what you have. And what do you have? If you believe and trust in God, you have the Lord God Almighty, King of kings and Lord of lords, and you can trust him to be your deliverer and your savior in, in times of incredible, incredible and devastating crisis. This is the message that we have to get out to uh, believers and non-believers. We need to get introduced into the minds and hearts of men a truth that was once prevailing in America. It was prevailing during the time of the Pilgrims and Puritans, and that is the need to trust in God Almighty, and that God is our refuge. So we need to communicate that. And I need your help in communicating that through every possible means at our disposal. So I ask you once again to join with me, Paradise Mountain Church, Paul McGuire Ministries, join with me in prayer, in donations, in signing up for our posts and e-blasts, and together we can plant the seeds that God can bring to harvest to change the direction of our nation to whatever degree that the Lord allows us to change the direction of our nation. because. With God, all things are possible. All things are possible with God. And so we need to trust in that, and we need to stand on the promises of God. God bless you. This is Paul McGuire. Be sure to visit paulmcguire.us. That's paulmcguire.us. Check out all our social media platforms and links at paulmcguire.us and spread this message far and wide. Together, we can shine the light of Jesus Christ, and it's the light of Jesus Christ that dispels the darkness. This is Paul McGuire. Visit paulmcguire.us.